crazy in a cowboy getup mm-hmm. and some weird funky music that I was like, who the fuck would ever listen to this? This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to turn on some fucking Seven Mary Three. Because that thing was a fucking piece of fuck. Oh, no. Octobons. Check, two, one, three. Check, check. Your mom made a Gen G. I'm definitely glad I did that. Because your mic would have been unusable. Once again, saving the day, me. Yeah. Welcome to Bacon and Nays. You're bacon. Your nays. This is Bacon and Nays. I can't remember what episode number this is. We're gonna go with sixty-nine. I think it's one forty-three. If we're gonna be correct, I gotta get some pillows behind my back. There I don't are. have any pillows. What the fuck, Jimmy? Can you throw me a pillow from behind you? They're right there. You don't even have to get up. Oh, blanket works too. Yep, there you go, buddy. Take this blanket that was making you all sweaty. We had a conversation off mic. The only reason it was off mic was because you fucked up. (laughs) Well, then I saved the day, and now we're here. You didn't save shit. I just did. I just plugged your mic in, and the listeners can thank me later for including Jimmy's mic on this podcast now. But the reason uh, he gave me his blanket, I think, is because he got a little hot. No. Jimmy has the AC on for pretty much no reason. It's actually really nice outside right now. Is it, so nicer, we're, we're is it already, nicer than 52 degrees I outside? I think we've, we've already, since I've arrived at your house this morning, we've already been in like three arguments. Yeah. <laughs> Over basically nothing. Over your fucking laziness. Well, no, you you are the one who's being lazy. You didn't want to get your fat ass up off that fucking sofa. It's not a sofa. That's like the third time you've called a chair a sofa. No, was, so you're, you're listen, dumb. In St. Louis, St. Louis, we call chairs sofas. Uh, that is not a thing. I believe it's a thing. That yeah. guy said it's a thing. You see him walk by? Nope. He heard me say that. He's like, "Fuck yeah, you're right." No, he moved he, along. No, the reason he raised his fist in the air is because he saw that Black Panther was on the screen. <laughs> That's why he did it. I didn't see that at all. That is not the version of events that I think happened. Yeah, because you fucking falsify everything that happens on this. So falsify? Yes. I don't think that's true at all i know you go in and change the audio to where it makes it sound like i'm saying stuff that i'm not so i'm not dumb uh well i think you should probably take that back using my words against me you're absolutely pretty dumb stop taking pictures of me i'm not taking pictures of you're you at all you're a fucking liar i know what you're doing you're trying to secret ninja me again secret ninja yes I can vouch for that. She has a very large penis. Yeah, and for some reason, Michelle, in a separate occasion completely, said exactly the same thing that Thelmo said on his stinger last week. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have saw that coming, right? 
Michelle saw that coming. Michelle's got to stop sending me fucking dick pics is what's got to happen. Really? Yeah. Why would you want that? Why do I want dick pics? No, why Why would you want her to stop? It makes me feel insecure about my tiny penis. Okay, I guess that's a valid reason. Yeah. com slash Amazon is where you can buy all kinds of stuff that helps the show. Do you have something useless this week? No, I don't. Do you have something? Nope. Okay, well... Uh, you can still get that Cosmos fucking set. Yeah, if you have uh, abnormally large feet like I do, you can buy uh, whatever kind of socks that you want in extra, extra large sizes. On com slash Amazon, you just click the link, and then you do your shopping as you normally would, and it kicks us a few percentages of a cent. <laughs> I wonder if Tim got any... Money from the stuff that has been purchased recently on my end. Uh, yes, I'm sure that he did. Because all of that money goes back into Tim's bank account. Much larger purchases than normal. Well, uh, what'd you buy? Uh, my dad thinks he's a DJ again. Mm-hmm. So you bought him some DJ equipment? <laughs> yeah, a uh, an amplifier. Now we're buying... like. I'm supposed to go to Guitar Center with him today to look at lights so then I can go on Amazon and buy them cheaper. We're doing this shit all over again is what you're saying. Because we had a whole segment about him and his DJ equipment. and yeah. I love, I love that how was he several keeps, episodes ago. I love how he keeps telling me, you, you get all this shit when I die. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. I want... So th- is this I want th- lighting effects that I'm never going to use in a is dead this, dad. That's this, exactly yeah. what I want. Is this an impromptu dad news segment? I guess it is kind of dad news. <laughs> it, it, was that all you had for your dad news? No. So last week, uh, yeah, last week, my dad calls me and says, Jim, 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 yes, father, I need you to come out to the house, take 20 minutes of your time. Four hours goes by. And he's yelling at me because the TV that my mom purchased, which my mom couldn't see the TV that was downstairs, mm-hmm. 65-inch TV, so she had to buy a 75-inch TV. Okay. Why? Because she got that settlement money. It's, it's uh, 10 inches bigger? Is that really that much bigger? Think about it in the size of a dick. Well, I'd rather not. You can, though. I can. That's correct. I can. Yeah. But uh, they have an old TV stand, and my dad wanted to mount it to that. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to put a screw into something that has no way of a screw being accepted. There's no thread for it to take. Mm-hmm. And then yelling at me for it. Okay. That, that took about 45 minutes. That was fun. <laughs> That's the joy of being at home with your parents, right? Yeah. And then and then I, uh, he goes, hook up the TV for me or, you know, program it. I said, okay. I start going through and it starts asking all these crazy questions because it's a smart TV. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is neat. And he goes, what? I go, well, this remote now runs your direct TV as well. I don't need that bullshit. You don't want to learn how to use your remote. And then he got pissed off because instead of a volume button, you click it like you push it up change the volume and my dad said this is retarded uh, 
course your dad would say something has, like well, that. Well, he has no concept that you're not really supposed to say retarded anymore. Yeah. But. Your dad thinks that shit like that is retarded. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's yeah. how he would His idea of a big insult is calling someone a queer. Yeah. So. Yeah. He, he definitely has not uh, become any more PC God whatsoever no. with no. the rest of society. No. And that's okay, too, I guess. You, you, you know how we used to justify like our grandparents when they would say things like colored people? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, it was just a different time. I, I don't know what his excuse is. Yeah. Especially growing up brown and being... Like, my grandpa hated my dad until I came around. Mm-hmm. But then again, my grandpa called me bean picker, so... Yeah, he sounds very accepting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, my my uh, relation to my, uh, my mom's side of the family who have grown up in, like, farming country, um, they were super racist, and I was less accepting about it. I, w- I was less, like... Eh, they just grew up in a different time. I uh, was very combative against that when they started saying fucking, you know, the N-word and shit around me. I did not like it, and I told them I didn't like it. And they did not like that I told them that I didn't like it. So that turned into a fun occasion in my family's house. Anyway, let's move on to my dad news, because I got some dad news yesterday. More dad news! So, uh, I believe I've talked about on the podcast before how my dad and his neighbor of a couple of years do not get along. Is that correct? That is correct. So, he had another run-in with her, and um, what ended up happening... I know, I got a little... See, this is what happens when I... get get emotional. I'm going to cry. Yeah, it's okay. No, I don't have anything to drink, and as soon as I started talking, shit started happening to my voice. So, that that, that swig of Pepsi that I just took. <laughs> that you just took affected my voice? Yes. You're like, you're like, look at that fat motherfucker. It is big in the days. Our vocal juices transfer, and not through kissing. Mm-mm. It's mostly ropes of semen yeah totally so anyway um i was talking to him on the phone yesterday because we've had pretty much daily conversations about how i've had some jeep problems recently mm-hmm. not gonna get into that because that's some fucking some shady uh shop bullshit that's going I've, on i've talked to like three different people and i don't know where the fuck you just get a hole in your oil filter like that. Well, I think something hit my oil filter from underneath. But we're not really going to get into that. I think it's your I think it's your neighbor lady upstairs. Oh shit. No, no, no. We uh, both me and my uh my uh significant other Lindsay get along with that lady now. So there's no issues with that. Sure, you get along. I'm doing air quotes and she's being civil when really she's like Got you good, you stupid fucker. <laughs> well, either she has some nefarious plan or, you know, Lindsay actually goes up and hangs out with her once in a while. So, I, yeah, I mean, I know the second thing happens. I definitely have a suspicion the first thing doesn't has never happened. So, anyway, we've gotten way far off track from my dad news. Talked to him on the phone yesterday. 
he just all of a sudden goes into this story about how he was back by where the rocks are that caused the problem last time. There's yeah. some rocks that are on the bank of the creek. Neighbor lady thinks it's her property line. Dad thinks it's on his side of the property line. It's up for debate at this point. Anyway, he's back there messing around with something. She starts yelling at him about how he needs to trim the bushes that are on the property line. He yells back at her. She ends up calling him a jack-off. He calls her a dumb bitch. She calls the fucking cops on him. The cops show up and tell my dad that she felt threatened, air quotes. Yeah. He tells her exactly, he tells the cop exactly what happened, uh, and uh, he ends up not getting arrested, but it was pretty close. So, uh, in short, that is my dad news. Continued arguing <laughs> about, oh, also he mentioned that she sprayed the very small fence that he made on the property line to keep her uh, leaves from blowing. I think I mentioned that mm-hmm. last time on dad news. She sprayed his little fence with bug killer and it discolored her side of the fence. And he was pissed about that as well. So there's a lot of very mature behavior happening between neighbors right now. And uh, that will conclude our dad news. I'm taking your dad's neighbor's side. Okay. That's I'm whatever. I, I always thought I got no side in this game. I right always now. thought it was. I always thought it was two grumpy old men, mm-hmm. but now that I know that your dad is calling a little old lady a bitch and a cunt, I can't take I can't take his side, man. I don't know if it's a little old lady, and I also don't know which one of them started calling names first. Well, I'm definitely going with your dad. <laughs> he's a Sasquatch. He's nine feet fucking tall. Listen, he's Irish. We <laughs> we got fucking rage problems. It's documented. Yeah. There's at least as many Irish people as there are African Americans in prison today. I believe that's a fact. That's not a fact. <laughs> Listen. My dad has a temper just like I do, just like everybody in the fucking Irish race does. And yes, I did make it racist. Mm-hmm. So swallow that world. What is the five people that listen to this give a shit about, so we haven't even got to the theme of this episode i haven't even mentioned it once uh you've mentioned before that you like to uh talk more rock and roll in the podcast right Mm -hmm. we're getting ready to go see a concert in let's check the countdown right now about a month it is about a month but let's get exact on this shit let's get pedantic shall we Mm. 32 days 10 hours 56 minutes and 20 seconds Till we're at the show. And by the time you hear this, not even close to that t- anymore. What do you mean? Oh, they'll probably be hearing this on a Tuesday or a Thursday. Actually, they'll be hearing this probably on like a Friday or a Saturday. That's been the usual upload day for the past few weeks anyway. That's when Tim gets around to it. Yeah, but everyone's got shit going on on the weekends. Well, Nobody's so... got time to listen to two fuckers talk about nothing for an hour and a half. <laughs> Well, that brings me to my point. This week, we're going to talk about something. And that something is a little band that we're going to see called mm-hmm. Primus. Mm-hmm. Now, I asked you 
to do the most minimal of research in the form of uh, entertainment listening. Yeah. Follow-up question. Did you listen to Supremacist this week? Uh, well, one of our listeners caught me doing case research. Apparently. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who uh, was that? I was I was at work, mm-hmm. and I turned on... I get full control of the radio and back. That's sweet. It's, it pisses so many people off. I bet it does. Yeah. They're, they, they don't understand how I can hit shuffle. <laughs> and it go from, like, Missy Elliott to Whitechapel... Yeah, to I mean whatever it it's it's Beach Boys. How many people were working back there? Uh, it was just me, which is why it always happens. But on a Saturday, um, obviously there's a big swing in pickups because everyone else is off. Mm-hmm. Why can't you be off, Jimmy? Get the fuck out of here! There's no such thing as a fucking normal five day work week anymore. So I uh. I'm back there loading up somebody, and I said, you know what? Guess what today is? Primus Day. I don't have a whole lot of it, but I just turned on what I had. And all of a sudden, I hear this from the background. Yeah, I have no idea what you said, John Sweet. Woo! Come back in. I'm like, John, what the fuck did you say? Oh, you're doing research. Listening to what Chris had to say. Oh, motherfucker. you. (laughs) finally you fall in line with the podcast plan actually normally we don't even have a plan and i just present things in the day of and you're expected to improvise based on what i bring to the table right but i gave you the smallest bit of information hey man listen to Primus. i don't feel like that that that's that hard no and it's not it's actually enjoyable i say it's not out of the ordinary and i would do that anyway so i did say though i can't keep listening to this I know that's really weird, but going to see a show. Yeah. When Brandon, myself, and John went to go see August Burns Red, mm-hmm. they wanted to listen to it because we were going to see it. And yeah, I'm, and on I'm the like, that's ah. kind of a rule that I have. Well, an unspoken rule, but kind of like on road trips and shit like that. You don't rock the band the entire time you're going up there because you're getting ready to see that music. Yeah, you kind of. It's, but I, I actually extend it to like the week of. I kind of lay back on listening to the shit. Mm-hmm. But I do do some like, and <laughs> first do, of all, do 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 do. Uh, I do some catch up kind of researchy listening in maybe like the month listening, a month leading up or something like that. Yeah. Which is kind of the point of this and this podcast is I did it. I do did a little it. bit of research, dip into their fucking greatest hits catalog, get a nice overview. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, and uh, there's two rules. One, don't overplay the music that you're getting ready to go see. Yeah. And two, don't wear a t-shirt of the band you're getting ready to go see. Unless it's prog rock and then it's slightly acceptable. Because I, I definitely have I've definitely been to shows where it would never you would never bat an eye at the no. t-shirt choice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for instance, Rush. Yeah. It is 150% acceptable to wear a Rush t-shirt at a Rush show. Absolutely. I was actually going to say, I feel like there are two bands and possibly three yeah. that you can get away with that. Rush was going to be one of them. Okay. Iron Maiden was going to be two. I would say exactly the same thing. And then, as weird as it is, Metallica. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I you see, that. see a ton of them. Especially considering... There are more generic no, but metal. I see No, but I see people wearing, especially the older crowd. Yeah. 
wearing like, yeah, I saw him back in fucking, I saw him back in Kansas City in yeah. 1985. Here we right. go. Here's my fucking. Here's my vintage t-shirt. Yeah. t-shirt. Exactly. By the way, I went to go buy some vintage t-shirts at CD Warehouse the other day. Mm-hmm. Super overcharging for vintage T-shirts. They're Pantera shirts that are fucking badass. But I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not paying forty dollars for a T-shirt that's already faded. That's not happening. Oh, that's nothing. Do you remember? No, I know. On, on when, eBay and shit, they go crazy. No, and, do you remember when Don paid sixty five dollars for a Dragon Force shirt? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> sixty five dollars. Yeah, get the fuck out of here with that shit, lady. Like, with I, I understand paying forty five dollars for a shirt. But that's because when you got a 5XL shirt, you got to pay for the extra material. Yeah. That a size small and right. medium are not going to be used. If there's an upcharge. Right. Anyway, uh, we're going to the Ozarks to see a show. It's going to be fucking weird. It's going to be Primus and Macedon. We may. What we I want to do is we are going to go bowling beforehand, too. So that's yeah, going to be so weird. Yeah. So here's a brief overview of the plans before we dip into the Primus stuff. Um,. Randomly thought maybe we'll try to find a fucking old school bowling alley down there, not one of the like Brunswick zones, but mm-hmm. like a a real old school bowling alley with like three lanes. Um, I feel like in a small old town like that, there probably is going to be something like that around. Um, I ran it by you, maybe like going a short hike in the morning. I don't know how into that you are, but uh, it's getting to be nice weather again, so I like to go fucking. For a walk or something in the morning, like get a nice. Are we talking exercise? After the show? No, before show. How are we gonna do that? There's a park around somewhere. Just fucking go to the park for a little bit. What time are we leaving Saturday morning? Doesn't matter. We can leave whenever we want. It's only three hours away, something like that. Two and a half, maybe. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Um. What else? What did I wanted to mention besides that for the show? We got a hotel. Uh, there was something else that I'm drawing a complete fucking blank on right now about the show. You, continental breakfast. Oh, that's definitely happening. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> anyway, um, let's move on to Primus, shall we? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, do you want to start with your own, your personal Primus? experience or story first like when was the first time you ever heard them uh do you remember yeah i remember uh i want to say probably fucking middle school okay Uh, so like mid 90s yeah probably where or maybe even late 90s yep i just remember seeing a really weird music video on mtv with a guy that look very i don't know like crazy in a cowboy getup mm-hmm. and some weird funky music that i was like who the fuck would ever listen to this this is bullshit <laughs> yeah i'm gonna turn on some fucking seven mary three yeah so so you you're saying you were not into it originally I was not into it yeah um and then uh, as crazy as it, it was is, on mtv though right oh yeah yeah um as crazy as it is it wasn't until high school which not too long after, obviously, middle school, mm-hmm. that uh, I started hanging out. I I had I had a very small core group of friends in high school at the beginning, and one of the people by association that 
I ended up hanging out with in school, obviously, and sometimes outside of school because of skateboarding, Andy Orlando. Mm, yeah. And he was definitely a big Primus fan for sure. Uh, I saw him wearing a Primus shirt at school. And, and do you remember which one it was? Yeah, it was a uh, it was like a it was like a clay face, mm-hmm. and it had a uh, I think it's an album cover, and uh, had almost like that hat on from Ghostbusters mm-hmm. that uh, was it Rick Moranis is wearing whenever he, whenever they're looking into him, and he's got the the dog body inside of him. Oh and he's yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. The Keymaster and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's a cover of one of their EPs. Uh-huh. So that was that was the shirt that he was wearing. Yeah. And I remember being like, well, if Andy likes him, I should give him a try. Total yeah. follower. Total me. Look at me being a poser. Well, I'm listen, like, in, in high school, that's how kind of how shit worked back in the day. Like, you didn't just have everything available at your fingertips at all times. You know what I mean? No. Like we do now. Like, you got turned on to music by your friends and shit. Absolutely. And by MTV. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, for, well, first time I saw Primus had to have been, and I don't remember this one, but it had to have been on Beavis and Butthead because they were on Beavis and Butthead more than once. Yeah. Um, actually on YouTube, I, I saw that, uh, their video for DMV was on there, which is on pork soda. But, so that was from like 94 ish. I had to have seen it on there. I don't remember that, but the first time I remember it was on the family values tour special from 99 okay and uh i was watching it because limp biscuit and shit were on there and corn oh, yeah. oh yeah but primus was one of the openers on that tour and they played on the live special they they played a, a live video of uh lacquerhead and my name is mud and this i had never heard anything close to what that sounded like you right. know what i mean like i had never heard any music that led with the bass mm-hmm. at all. And I was just kind of like, holy fuck, this is weird. He was wearing like a, a sparkly German army helmet. Mm-hmm. It was just weird. Um, so that's the first time I remember seeing them. But uh, yeah, and then uh, have you ever seen them live before? Never. I've seen concert footage and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I legs. saw them. Uh, my personal live experience with them is uh, I saw them with some friends um at the pageant i think it was in 04 i can't remember exactly but it was kind of like their first tour out there they had been on on hiatus for a really long time and they played all of sailing seas of cheese and that was actually the only record i owned by them so i was like fuck yeah this is awesome yeah i i know all of this yeah to uh, a point it was fucking great um and i after i saw them live that first time forever fan after that and uh i kind of give it space between listening to them it's like one of those bands that i dip back into every once in a while Mm -hmm. but i never really like did like i did now which is like going through their discography and listening to everything so and i didn't get through all of it but we're gonna cover as much as i can today and then we'll maybe revisit it on another one Mm -hmm. but uh Another question before we get into kind of their history. Uh, do you think that they're a progressive band? Yes. Um, I mean, do you consider Zappa a progressive band? Oh, totally. And, I mean, in their what they've cited as their influences, or at least Les has, 
is bands like fucking Rush, King Crimson, Yes, Floyd, Zappa. Like those, they're all progressive bands. Yeah, just. Be- but most, he but he threw think, in funk with that, which is like yeah. why what gives it its spin on the progressive. You That's know what, what I was gonna say. It, just just because when people think progressive, they automatically assume just well, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. I feel like when most people think progressive, they automatically think of like Pink Floyd. Yeah. Or uh, Rush, like Dream Theater, Dream Theater for sure. I mean. But see, that's the thing. Prague is kind of like morphed over yeah. time. Yeah, Symphony X. Yeah, I, I feel that's the more metal side. Dream Theater and Symphony X and Animals as Leaders and shit like that. Um, but yeah, I mean the classic Prague, it totally fits in with something like Primus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like King Crimson, they got some real weird out there type of primacy shit. Genesis, same way. Mm-hmm. Their old school shit is real out there. Uh, the old old Pink Floyd, not the not the wall Pink Floyd, but way before that, they were taking all kinds of LSD and playing all kinds of weird out there shit. Um, so yeah, I would I would totally put uh, Primus with progressive bands. They do have a instead bit- of anybody else. I feel like they fit more in progressive than anywhere else. I do. I agree too. Also, I would throw some fucking funk in there. I would throw some heavy metal in there somewhat. It just, it's got a more aggressive side, you know? Well, yeah. Well, like you were saying earlier, the uh, bass and the drums, mm-hmm. they take center. They, I mean, they take center stage. Yeah. And then the guitar sprinkles in more weirdness on top of that. It's a, they, it's a g- eclectic mix of mm-hmm. an interesting use of all the instruments, you know? So anyway, um, let's get into their fucking band history. And this is going to be a, this is going to be like, an invincible comic deep dive. Okay, that's the level. Of I'll note. be finding. I'll be finding a lot of this out just the same as the listeners. Oh, totally. Um, okay, so formed in 1984. <clears throat> Wasn't even born yet. Nope. Um, <laughs> I was. Uh, I was in my dad's balls. I mean, were we really though? Maybe we were one of millions if we were there at all at this point. Yeah. Um, let's see. In 84, they were originally known as Primate until they were forced to change the name once they realized somebody else had it. Okay. Um, if it was today, they would have probably just kept the name Primate, I would think, just because every band name is taken. Anyway, um, Les originally played with the drum machine on the earliest demos and shit. They went through about... Where did I put this? I don't know where I put this information if I even wrote it down at all. But, oh no, here it is. 84 to 89, they went through eight drummers. So it sounds like you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, bands have a really hard time keeping drummers. That's just a way that it always is. Um, One of their original drummers who go on to play in a lot of solo projects with Les is named Jay Lane. Uh, I saw, I actually saw Leno. He was a nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, Hey guys, (laughs) you know, I play some drums. Uh, That's a terrible Jay Leno, by the way. You Um, you should do a Cosby next. (laughs) I should. (laughs) Um, Jay Lane would go on to play in uh, a bunch of solo bands with Les. 
jam bands and shit. I actually saw Les and uh, Jay Lane play together in the Frog Brigade at uh, one of the last shows that was ever at Mississippi Nights. And uh, Les had a stomach problem that night. So I got to see Jay Lane play a fucking awesome drum solo. Mm-hmm. Well, while Les went off stage to take a fucking shit. Yeah, multiple times he had to leave the stage. And oh, we were every, the, the crowd is like, what's going on? And later we find out he had to take a lot of poopies. Um, all of this activity leads up to... Well, okay, so... The... Uh, I have zero memories of Mississippi Nights. Yeah, we went to see... I don't know. Did you go to AFI with us there? Nope. Yeah, I have only a couple of shows there that were good. But uh, anyway, we lead up to 1989, which is when uh, their first record that ends up getting released later called uh, Suck On This. So this is something I learned. I thought Suck On This was their second record. Turns out... It was their first record that was a demo originally. Okay. Uh, totally self-funded. Um, they actually asked for some money from Les's dad. So not like totally yeah. self-raised, but like th- through their own hey, means. Dad. 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 I want to do this thing, Dad. Um, let's see here. Original band members. Todd Huth. I don't think he was on Suck on This. He was in the band 84 to 89. Larry Lalonde, who's been a longtime guitarist since 89, is on Suck on This. Um, let's see. Jay Lane was around 88, but he left the band before Tilxander, um, who goes by the name Herb. Um, Herb or Herb? 89 to 96, and then he left, and then he's back in 03 to 06, and then he's back in since 08. Um, they've had a couple other drummers come in and out, but we'll uh, we'll get to those later. But um, okay. So on suck on this, you got the main lineup of Primus for the next few albums. Who? Uh, arguably is like the lineup of Primus, right? Um, let's see here. Claypool says he, in his early days, influenced by Disney movie and Looney Tunes cartoon music, um, which totally fits from the weirdness side of things, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, he liked to focus on telling a narrative with his songs, which is something you see in especially those first couple of records is like, Almost every song is a different story and features different voices and characters and shit like that. Like Tommy the Cat, John the Fisherman, you go on. But uh, he was called by a friend at the time, the Mel Blank of music. So if you know who Mel Blank is, he's the guy who did the voices for and the characters of all, pretty much all the old uh, Looney Tunes cartoons. So... Les took this as a super compliment. Um, And by the way, I want to make sure I give credit to where I got a lot of this information. Wikipedia is great for research, even though it is... Questionable at times. Yeah, exactly. And... um, Because if I'm not mistaken... uh, Who was it? Fuck. Uh, It doesn't matter. Okay. And a consequence of sound uh, interview recently with Les... He went through his entire discography and talked about every record. 
So oh, I took a lot of this information right from his fucking mouth. Question for you. Sure. Uh, is is there is it is there three bands that we're going to see? Uh, no. Is it just Mastodon and Primus? I think so, but but uh, I'll double check on that. But I'm pretty sure it's just them too. Okay, and then my other question was, um, is it a co-headline or is it always Primus headlining and then Mastodon is their supporter? You know, I don't actually know. I've been staying away from looking at any information about the shows because I, I don't. Okay, I have too. So we may go into this blind. I don't. I don't really know. I don't know that I want to look at when people even went on because the song list could be right next to it. Well, luckily we're gonna have. Luckily we're gonna be those old guys sitting in seats. So, yeah. So we can. Unless people in front of us are standing up, then I'll be forced to stand up, which I will not be happy about. By the way. Can I get on your shoulders? No, you can't. Why not? Because I said, "Well, it's gonna happen." <laughs> okay, <laughs> I will drop you. You think you will? Um, let's see on uh on the suck on this live thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it opens with the Rush YYZ intro. I don't. Did you listen to any of this? Mm-mm. Uh, it opens with the Rush YYZ intro intro into John the Fisherman. Which a lot of the songs on Suck on This end up being on Frizzle Fry and on uh, Sailing the Seas, but they're just, I guess, lower five versions. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Sergeant Baker's on Suck on This, but uh, it is a fucking awesome. Uh, it's like a live EP, basically. Okay, I think it's only like eight songs, but it is fucking badass. And I think they self funded and sold like three thousand copies themselves. Damn. Which is insane. Yeah. And they 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 came up like around the in the same scene as like Red Hot Chili Peppers. So are they all like? I wonder if it was. I wonder if it was all like CDs or. Cassettes, I think it was LPs. I'm pretty sure it was like a combination of CDs and cassettes. Seven inches. Um, I don't know if vinyl was really doing that much around this time. It, I I could go back and look into that, but I'm not really sure. Uh, I want to say it's mostly CDs and cassettes at this time. Anyway, um, yeah, they're coming up in the scene right along, like, Mr. Bungle, Fishbone, mm-hmm. Jane's Addiction, Chili Peppers. So, like, that California scene all blew up around the same time. Yeah. So, they definitely took advantage of that. Uh, oh, Rage Against the Machine is in the same group. Uh, Tool is in the same group. So, they have some pretty good fucking company. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so 1990. Well, I, okay, so I basically gave my thoughts a suck on this. Um, I highly recommend people go and listen to that. Um, and you said you had, you did not listen to that, right? So you can't really give your thoughts on it? No, because the only thing that I have is the singles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Greatest Hits album. Mm-hmm. So... And only and mostly because, uh, I don't know if people out there are aware, but used record stores and used CD stores are starting to become few and far between. Mm-hmm. And I try and buy what I can. I I try not to use the internet as much as possible. Right. Um, you may pay like two dollars more, but it's not really that significant of a jump. Mm-hmm. 
but especially when you're getting them used and you can get a CD for two or three bucks, why the fuck not? Yeah, when I was uh, doing this, uh, you know, going back through the entire discography, I also went to the record store and bought one of the records. Yeah. So, like, I feel like as long as you buy something while you're dipping into a band's entire catalog, which, by the way, official Primus on YouTube put up all this shit. So, like, they're okay with just putting their shit up online, apparently. They put it all up themselves on their own official channel. Yeah. So. Oh, no, no. Well, I'm sitting here talking about secondhand stores. I mean, oh, yeah, the yeah. band's not seeing any money. Sure. But, I, it, it, but somebody did. You know right. what I mean? And we bought tickets to go see the concert. So that's really like where they're making their money anyway. They're going to get money from me regardless. Because I'm yeah. going to buy, regardless if I wear the shirt ever, I'm going to yeah. buy a fucking mask. And you're, li- you're a lifelong fan. So like over the course of time, you're fill in the pockets you know what i mean yeah um like i've gone out in person i've bought stuff but right i was never really it, it's been really the later part of my life mm-hmm. probably the last few years that i got left that i've really turned into a mm-hmm. primus fan yeah more so that because when i was a kid i you you know it i i would say within the last 10 years i mean i'm definitely still mostly a metalhead mm-hmm. but Primus, especially the early days, they got some fucking metal ish oh, yeah. going on. Yeah. So, um, well, I on each record I want to play a tiny clip. So, funnily enough, on Frills of Pride, they open it with the same YYZ thing that is on Suck on This. So, let's hear the YYZ tribute that is the very opening moments of Frills of Pride, real quick. So that's where it would originally have gone into YYZ for like a couple of bars. But they did a really stylish thing where they took their original demo. They just put the very beginning like mm-hmm. dinkity dinks, <laughs> ride bell in other words. and Best sound a drum set has. And cut out right before they play anything rushed so there's no copyright. <laughs> yeah. And then go right into their own original shit, which... Um, I personally, if I'm between the two Frizzle Fry version and suck on this version, I like the suck on this version because it, first of all, it plays a bar of rush and then goes into John the Fisherman in a fucking awesome way. So I take the suck on this version, but, uh, that's, that's the clip for that one. Okay. So let's move on to 1990 Frizzle Fry. Did you listen to anything on this, or did you? Is it just the shuffle greatest hits thing that you continued doing? Well, I mean, that's that right there is how the greatest hits starts. Mm-hmm. So it spans from their early career to their mm-hmm. to the latter. So, right, right. I mean, I heard, I heard it because it's, it's. Is a- it? Uh, they can't all be zingers. Is that the greatest hits that you have? Yeah. Okay. Um. I also have that, so we'll just be probably, as we go through the records, playing clips from that. Um, except for Frizzle Fry, because I did buy that this past week. <laughs> okay, uh, it's re- it's so. Really, I don't know, it's just really creative that that they they turned their CD into a fucking thing of craft singles. Like, mm-hmm. That is fucking. <laughs> that is pretty cool. I don't know, it's just, it's, it's crazy. And I weird. think the CD originally came with the DVD as well, like of all their videos and shit. So anyway, 1990, Frizzle Fry. 
uh, a seminal album for them. It's it might be my favorite record of theirs. It's between that and Sailing the Seas, which I'm more familiar with. But Frizzle Fry is fucking awesome, just top to bottom. Um, anyway, it was funded by their previous demo. Suck on this. They just turned it back over. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you sell three thousand records on your own, you can do something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John the Fisherman. Um, the story behind that is fishing with his family. Uh, fishing is a thing that spans their career. They have fishing songs on almost all of the records. Mm-hmm. Um, Too Many Puppies, first song Les ever wrote on his own. He wrote it with originally with the drum machine. And uh, it was on Suck on This and then became one of the best songs on Frizzle Fry. Um, and in this time, they're building popularity very very quickly even more than they already had they they worked from that base and they started touring more outside of california and frizzle fry got the attention very quickly of uh interscope which did you i don't know if you saw that hbo documentary or not uh about um fuck what's that guy's name i might have it in my notes somewhere i don't know for sure but anyway, there's a documentary about this guy who uh, founded Beats with Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. and he was the he was the main producer that uh, f- uh, founded Interscope Records, which ended up signing um, Limp Bizkit. I think Corn at one point was on Interscope. Like all these bands that became fucking gigantic, mm-hmm. and uh, they signed Primus based on a show they saw. They went to go see somebody else. They saw Primus open the show and just fucking the crowd just went insane at the time. Because that's kind of how all their crowds were at that time. Yeah. They were just fucking nuts. Uh, j- just as weird as the band was, the crowd was. You know what I mean? Um, very unique stage show and, of course, unique music among all their peers. Totally different sound from anybody. Yes. Um, I guess the only thing that would be close would be chili peppers and right and maybe rage because they can add some funk elements to it as well but mm-hmm. then, then you're then you're just i don't know yeah well right. they were signed based on their own merits which they remain proud of to this day um and let's see where am i at yeah, so basically, to restate what I said before about First of Right, it's one of their best records. It sounds fucking great. The drums sound great. I'm, as you know, obviously, anytime there's a band with a fucking great drummer, I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's a band that has weird shit going on like Octobons, I'm all about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and actually, this record, the previous record, and the following record all have Octobons. <laughs> And he plays them in a very interesting way, not just like as the beginning of a fill all the way down. Like he does, he is throwing like weird triplets in and like starts a beat on an octopus, like all kinds of weird shit that you would never think. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's uh, let's play a clip from Frizzle Fry here. Um. Hmm. There's a lot of really good songs on this. 
This is to defy. Kind of a revamp of a uh, of to defy the laws of tradition. The first song, they like reprise that at the very end. I just thought it was a cool way to end a record. Like reprise the a jammy part of the first riff on the record at the end. It's such a progressive rock thing to do. Um, imagine, <laughs> imagine being the drummer that comes in after the guy. Yeah, that wrote shit with Octobons, and you're like, I gotta fucking go buy Octobons now. <laughs> This fucking sucks. Yeah, they're fucking super expensive. <laughs> For no goddamn reason other than nobody uses them. And well, they don't use them because they're expensive. They're necessary for to play Primus songs, so you so got to do it. you got to have them, yeah. Yep. Uh, which is funny because when Brain comes in, like he totally does the opposite thing that 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 Herb did, which like does a minimalist version of the of the kit, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like four-piece kit. That's pretty much all he had. And I think he had to throw an Occupant on there. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, 91, Sailing the Seas of Cheese. It's their breakthrough record, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Tommy the Cat and shit blows up on MTV. Yeah. And they're on. They're rolling after that. Um, like I said earlier, they're part of the underground scene in California. And they get signed to Interscope on this record. Um, they're kind of... Along with those other bands, Chili Peppers, The Jane's Addiction, they're the anti-music of the day because around this time is when you're going to start seeing fucking hair bands eat shit. You know what I mean? They have fucking ruled MTV for far too long at this point, and you start seeing the the counterculture come up, smoking tons of weed. <laughs> yeah. And, and having their hair in dreads. And uh, and liking bands like Primus, right? Nineties were a weird time. They An- definitely were anti anti music, anti heroes were yeah. on the rise. You right. know, Venoms and shit, Punisher. They all spawn. Yeah, they all started getting popular because it's not a true hero; it's an anti hero. Right? We're Generation X. We drink Surge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think it was X at that time, was it? I don't. Remember. I have no idea. Uh, I think so. I think I think the 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 grunge generation is Generation Gen- X. Gen X. So on MTV, uh, you start seeing videos treated like little movies. That's kind of how mm-hmm. they approach it, like little cartoon movies. Um, they're big on the claymation aspect. Yeah. On their first three record covers, you got claymation uh, clay um, art going on, and in the videos, you got some clay art going on too. Um. Tools actually doing the same thing. I was thing. about ready to say so, the same thing, actually. Um, it was kind of big at that time, and like alternative cartoons were really big. They you start seeing that Leon shit on Flux MTV and stuff too. And, yeah. yeah, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Um, ninety one, ninety two. Primus breaks through touring with uh, their friends in Fishbone, Public Enemy, Anthrax, and fucking Rush. They open for damn. So. That opens them to um, a, a huge progressive audience. Just imagine, just imagine like your dad or my dad, yeah, sitting like they're excited to see Rush, and then this weird ass fucking 
funk like yeah drum and bass band gets up dude i gotta i gotta think as a rush fan myself i gotta think if i if i have been seeing rush for many years which by the time Primus opened for rush they had been a band for like 15 years already or maybe 20 you're you've seen getty fucking lay some shit down on bass right sure but i also i also look at it as your dad and my dad where they grew up and they're like, man, Rush is rock and roll. Rush is cake sheet yeah. 95. Yeah. Whereas you've got this whole other generation that's like, no, Rush is way more than just working man, bro. Yeah, I'm actually going to uh, look up what album um, they were touring on for 91. I think it's Counterparts, but I'm not 100%. Because... Because when, I, like I said, when I think of just back in the day, you see these you see these giant banners that people would make, and it would say Rush, but it looks like a Bush can, mm-hmm. and and it would say you know, KC ninety five in Bush Stadium, Rush. Uh, it says, yeah, okay, it was the Roll the Bones tour. Okay, so oh man, yeah. That's Which weird. is actually, I got a, another dad story. He gave That's me a, a Casey bumper sticker yeah. that is from the Roll the Bones tour. Like, and uh, that was the tour that Primus opened. So now I'm, next time I see my dad, I'm going to ask him if he saw Primus. It's funny that you say that because my dad just found a stack of Sweet Meat Casey 95 stickers. Dude. With the joint. If your dad has any extra of those. He will never open the package. So sorry, buddy. He won't. Well, next time we go swimming at your dad's, we're going to have to do some James Bond shit and find him. I mean, I'll show you, but I can't open the package. Listen, I feel like eventually you have to defy your dad. Listen, my, my, <laughs> to dad, defy, get my dead cousin gave my dad the stickers. My dad's like, I ain't Oh, these. all right. Well, then. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah. So album thoughts of Sailing the Seas of Cheese. What do you think? I'll give it a unanimous thumbs neutral. Neutral? <laughs> neutral. No. Your honest thoughts. I, My honest thoughts is that I... Jerry was a race car driver? Well, see, that, and that's what I was going to say. Too many puppies? It's just... Or not too many puppies. That's on... No, you're thinking of sick puppies. That's on Frizzle Fry. <laughs> you're thinking of sick no, puppies. No, uh, uh, Blue Collar Tweakers is on this one, and Tommy the Cat's on this one. So those are the major... I mean, with those alone, you got to fucking love this record. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is that one, to me, is, like I said, it's where they got the, they got the most popular. Yeah, they and I feel up. like it establishes their... I feel like their, I've heard that one more than any of the yeah, other ones. It establishes their, their position, right? Yeah. They're... Forever after this, they're seen as, like, one of the fucking craziest weirdest awesomest bands out there right yeah especially for counterculture bands they're gonna be they're gonna be seen among the top of them once once people hear the fucking solo in tommy the cat it's they're set i feel like after that insert bass solo right here yeah, let's. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to fast forward directly to it, but <laughs> damn, I thought you already had it queued up. So no, that's what I was trying to. Oh, okay. So the whole song's pretty much a bass solo, but 
It's almost concurrent with the guitar solo, so... Okay, so I was going to go my on for shaking a little bit because I'm <laughs> dancing over here. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it's pretty unanimous across all of fans of Primus. This fucking record is sick as fuck. Yeah. I forgot what magazine it was, but it was like, it was like Guitar World or something. But I just remember mm. back in the day, there was a like full blown splash page liter like quite literally middle of the magazine. Yeah. And it was less and he was restringing a bass that he made himself and it was basically for his line of his own personal bass guitars. Yeah. Fucking sick, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so let's do one more record. Okay. And then we'll have some listener comments and stories and then we'll cut it off. Okay. Uh, oh, we actually have to narrow down some Ham and Eggers, too. I almost forgot to do that. We'll do that at the very end. Okay, so, Winter 92, they record Pork Soda, uh, April 20th, 420, bro. Yeah. 1993, Pork Soda's released. <laughs> um, it's the first with their classic Primus lineup. I, f- I think uh, on before this, they've had other guitarists other drummers stuff like that so uh let's see slow burn of four years before this record hits platinum based on my name is mud take it easy oh yeah that's right right. uh mostly self-recorded and uh they continued using the uh clay sculptures with the uh the pig man on the front of this one i couldn't remember if it was pig or cow yeah, they uh they headlined Lollapalooza with uh, with the the tour was brand new at this point and it was all these counterculture bands joining forces. Uh they headlined with uh Tool, Rage and Alice in Chains, three of the biggest fucking bands ever. Uh, then then came the oversaturation of the Paloozas. Yep. And then Metallica headlined Lollapalooza after that. Are you that. fucking serious? Yep. And that's when it died. Um, okay, so, uh, then they also played on Woodstock. Damn it, Metallica ruins everything. Anyway, They kind of do. Um, and that's from a Metallica lover. I, I understand their place in rock and roll history. Um, they revived Woodstock in 1994, and Primus played on Woodstock. When they played My Name is Mud, Mm -hmm. the crowd threw mud at them. That's awesome. They had to stop playing the song for at least a few minutes before the crowd stopped throwing mud and then Les criticized the penis size of the entire crowd. That's even more awesome. Yeah. But hey, it's better than it's better than uh throwing shit. So Yeah. Um so the hits on this, or at least the singles and the videos were uh My Name is Mud, um, Mr. Crinkle and DMV. 
Uh, one of which DMV was on Beavis and Butthead. I, they might have even had more than that on Beavis and Butthead. But uh, it's kind of a darker record. They start like simplifying the drums a little bit. Um, it's pretty zappish, actually. Um, I a note I had on this is that the Bob chorus is fucking heavy as fuck. <laughs> so you like even though they slow down, they they crank up the heaviness a little bit on this record mm-hmm. um i kind of found it to be not as consistent as the last three like i pretty much love every track up to this point and then i start there starts being a couple of clunkers here and there not to say that it's like bad at right. all but like 90 percent of the record i liked which you can't really complain at mm-hmm. this point you know what i mean um still effective though and it sound like the album sound is great so I always love that. Makes you wonder what songs didn't make it onto that. Right. And I don't really know about like their B sides and stuff. I like have never really dug into their, you know, like off the market mm-hmm. stuff. So anyway, best deep track on this is definitely Hamburger Train. Hamburger Train uh apparently means absolutely nothing. It's just a title uh that he came up with. There's a lot of ranting in the song that you it's unintelligible. Um, but he joked about it in that interview that I read that it's a joke between him and the guitars. Hamburger train means absolutely nothing is, and the amount of insane soloing and shit that happens in hamburger train is, is also a joke between them. Like they intentionally made a couple of songs on this record, completely ridiculous. You know what I mean? So they ramp up that kind of shit, which is awesome. Um, Hmm. Oh, I forgot to mention there's an EP of miscellaneous covers, which the only one that I cared about at all was Have a Cigar by Pink Floyd. Um, it's pretty good. It's not nothing. It's not like worth purchasing, really. Right. You can check it out on YouTube. Uh, okay, so let's get to some listener comments on our first Primus episode. Obviously, it's going to have to be a two-parter because I wrote a goddamn shit ton of notes that we did not even get to. Dude, the notes that I didn't get to on the Between the Buried Me yeah. one was ridiculous. I wrote, I think, no less than 10 pages of notes. Yeah. And well, what I want to do... On the fly, had to condense it because it was. Yeah. It could have been way too fucking long. I just remember what I was going to talk about earlier. Yeah. We need to do a Mastodon segment uh, where you do that again, where you take a bunch of notes and then we go through them as a segment of a show, not as a full show like we did this time. Okay. Um, I want your band coverage to be more of segment-based. Like, you take as much notes as you want to, as much as you need to, yeah. but it ends up being just one segment of the show, and I just joke back with you about whatever band it is. Yeah. Preferably, I want it to be a band that I don't know a lot of the titles and shit, because that ended up making that segment a lot more fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, pr- Macedon's perfect for that. So, I want to do yeah. a Macedon episode soon. Or not an episode, a segment soon. Okay. So do do some personal research on that. Okay. Um, so I, I will tell you this. After... Oh, yeah. I didn't get your thoughts on Pork Soda, though. What do you think about that? Oh, no, Those I mean, songs, that record? Yeah. I mean, it's still... it's still. I mean, from top to bottom, it's still a good record. Mm-hmm. Like I said, even in some of my favorite bands of all time, there are some fucking turds in their lineup. Yeah, totally. But it's also... 
it 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 could it could just be the mood you were in that day when yeah. you were listening to it, and so that song doesn't stick with you, right? Because now you have that stigma of I just walked in fucking dog shit. Yeah. So well, some of them they experimented on this one for the first time. I feel like, like as as far as like Primus goes, anyway. You know what I mean? Like he played one on an upright bass, Mr. Crinkles on an upright bass, and it's slower and it's like creepy as fuck. Which, by the way, I'll play a little bit of that. Sorry, that's all we have time for. <laughs> no, that's cool. It's cool. But you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they definitely start mixing it up and doing even weirder shit. It and is. some, it depends on what mood you're in when you're listening to it. Is that what you want to hear that day, or would you rather hear a fucking barn burner? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the two sides of the Primus coin, I guess. I absolutely love the last between the buried and me album. Yeah. Is it their best? I don't think so, but that's me personally. Yeah. Right. I mean that that doesn't that doesn't take away from. St- Sometimes you need you need that. Yeah, I mean, you, it's it's almost impossible to have all rise. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta have you gotta mix it up, or else it's not in, gonna be as interesting as a like I don't know prog rock. Sometimes they can get stuck on one mode for an entire record, and then if you don't like that mode, you're not gonna like that record. Yep. You know what I mean? So that's why a lot of really good prog bands know how to mix it up and still make it cohesive. You know. That's the real trick, though. How do you do that in a good way? It's it's very, very difficult, and prog rock bands don't get enough respect for them being able to do that. Yeah, Portnoy's, Portnoy's way of bringing it back up. His his double bass, there's there's something about it. I, 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 it's really distinct to yeah. me. And, well, he knows how to do double bass. Like, he can approach it from different ways all in the same song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he can accentuate the upbeats and then he can focus on 16th notes and he can focus on 32nd notes and then he can fucking lay back when he sometimes, you know what I mean? Like he just knows how to use the different accentuations to make it more interesting that way. So anyway, we need to get to some more shit here before we run out of time. Okay. Did you notice Britney Spears is on my bottle of Pepsi? No, I didn't. Britney Spears. When we were hanging out with Brandon the other day on his uh, better work, bitch. on his uh, Clamato or whatever the fuck that was, uh, Deadpool was on his Clamato. Yeah, it's a Mike's. Oh, okay. I didn't know what it was. I just knew it was red. Um, listener contribution. We got some. Finally. Really? Yeah. First listener contribution is from my aunt and uncle. My aunt commented on our Facebook. Um, my uncle's favorite primus which i don't know i think you've met him at my surprise party in high school do you remember this no 18th birthday i did a surprise pool party um don't think i was invited to that i think that you you, i was not i I, nope all right well what okay what about this okay at the show at the villa, the second show at the villa that was way less populated, mm-hmm. Steve played on the outside stage. Were you at that? Nope. You weren't at that either? Uh-uh. Are you kidding me? No. Okay, well, all this suffice to say, my aunt and uncle were there. Okay. He loves Reverend Horton Heat. Ooh. 
Um, yeah. He also likes loves cocaine. He loves. Uh, well, one song by Primus for sure. My aunt loves another song by <laughs> by them. So, my uncle, uh, one of his favorite songs ever is "Why Known as Big Brown Beaver," mm-hmm. um, which makes sense because. He likes Reverend Horton. He he likes that shit that's in that mode. You know what I mean? And it the video is hilarious too. It's just weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. And almost any time that I'm with him and we're just listening to music, he puts on that because he knows I love it. You know what I mean? Now is Wynonna is one of like my top ten primer songs. Maybe not, but it's weird and I like it. Yeah. So uh, my aunt, her, she said. She more is on the Jimmy was a race car driver side of things. Makes so sense. I'm more on my aunt side of this. Uh, I, oh, I forgot to mention earlier, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, mm-hmm. also one of the first things I heard by Primus, uh, Jimmy was a race car driver's on that. Only a small clip, though. So for the longest time, I only knew that portion of the song, <laughs> which is the same with like, what else was it? Goldfinger was on there. Yeah. A bunch of shit was on there. Unless you had the N64 version because there was no music on that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I did not have that, by the way. I had the PlayStation it version. Was, it was either no music or much less music. Lame as fuck. the Nintendo 64 didn't have the space and couldn't right. hold it. On, so. the, on the card. Yeah. Uh, my old bass player, first bass player, Josh Van S, said uh, when he saw Promise a few years ago... Les had his back turned to the crowd on both shows for the majority of the show. So that sucks. Eh, doesn't really bother me. What? <laughs> no, no it's, but... it's the same. It's the same conversation that I've had with several people where they're like, God, I don't understand why Maynard has to be behind a fucking a sheet. He's the front man of the band. And it's like, no, the band is tool. The band is not fucking Maynard. Yeah. The band is Primus. It's not less. Uh, that's true, but if I'm a bass player, I really want to see Les play the bass when I go see him live. I totally get that. I'm not a bass player, and I want to see Les play the fucking bass when I see Les live. Yeah. If we go to that show, and he's turned around the entire time, I'm going to feel kind of ripped off. I'm not going to lie. I'll pay for your ticket. I already paid for my ticket. I know, but if he does, I will I will reimburse you for No! Yes. Just buy me some merch, then. Because we all, we all know you can't afford shit, so got too many problems going on right now. With the Actually, Jeep. you're not far off that I can't afford hardly anything right That's now. What I said <laughs> I understand your financial struggles um, between pets and your vehicle. That shit is not fucking cheap. No, but luckily the the Jeep thing did not go awry yeah. like I thought it was going as, to. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. Imagine if you're just driving down the road and all of a sudden the engine seizes up because there's no fucking oil in it. Dude, we had more, I had more problems a couple of days ago because I checked it and had about had a heart attack. About had a heart attack is what I meant to say right there. Jesus. Because... It was low again. I'm pretty sure they fucking are just covering... Okay, we're going to get into this for yeah. a second. I'm pretty sure that this shop that I go to and have been very loyal to because it's right across the street from my house, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that after they replaced that oil filter, they didn't put any more oil in it. Because I checked it on Sunday when it gave me a message saying I need to check my oil again. Which, by the way, thank God for that shit. But... <laughs> When when I checked it, it was fucking low. 
So I took, so I put two courts in there. That's when it started to show, but I took it back up there on Monday. I'm like, look, dudes, my odometer's telling me I need to check my oil again. It shouldn't be, first of all. Um, second, it's low. I don't know if one of your guys didn't put oil in it after you check, you changed my oil filter, but, and then immediately he's like, oh no, I watched him do it. Sure you did. Sure you did, buddy. Anyway, they call me back after they check it out for a little bit. They say, oh no, man, oil's full and clean. So who knows the real story in that situation, Mm -hmm. but I know what I saw and my fucking dipstick showed pretty much nothing. Well, you can't trust shops anymore. Exactly. You can't trust anybody. The shit that John Blauser's going through with yeah. his fucking Jeep is ridiculous. I you cannot fucking trust anybody. You take you take it into a shop and you're like, "Hey, there's there's like a there's a misfire going on." And they're like, "Oh, okay. Oh, we fixed the problem." And then 2 weeks later, now your fucking coil packs are going out. I fucking hate it. Self-sabotage, man. And I hate it. It's a nightmare situation and I wish it on only the worst ham and eggers in the world. Yeah. Um, we got three more comments, but I'm going to save them for our next premise thing. Okay. Uh, let's eliminate some ham and eggers. And we're back. And we're- <laughs> <laughs> Brief intermission that the listeners did not experience because I'm going to edit that out. Can't edit out this mic noise I'm making, though. Nope, sure can't. Uh, let's see here. We left off. Uh, we're going to eliminate five today again. Okay. Okay. We left off at episode 133. Our ham and eggers from 133, Mr. Tim Pickerel. Mm-hmm. Who, by the way, forgot to record me on an episode that I did at his house. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned that or not. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. So, the, so you, of all, of all the complaining he does about our sound quality, Got some come up inside day. Is, isn't that isn't that what his sole job is to do? Is to make sure that <laughs> that uh, that you can be intelligible. Well, not intelligible, but uh, other Hamnager of this episode, uh-huh. <laughs> Walking Dead episode nine, death is long for Carl. Oh God, this is fucking way too hard. I want that Walking Dead episode to fucking go through because that thing was a fucking piece of fuck. I didn't like it either, but I don't know if I go as far as to say it was a piece of fuck. It was fucking horrible. This, I'm sorry, but compared that's... to that episode, I don't think Tim is should be that that show. I hate to say it needs to end in like the next two years. It's certainly possible, dude. Ratings have gone down. That means a lot these days. It absolutely does. Uh, I guess we're gonna get rid of Tim then. Tim, bye, <laughs> bye, Tim. Maybe we'll see you another day. <laughs> Don't think we haven't forgot about you fucking not recording, Chris. 135, the episode with uh, Alex and his buddy uh, Patrick, I think it was. Okay. Um, Wonderful guests on the show that day. Tremendous. Just tremendous guests. In the words of <laughs> former Ham and Egger champion... Yeah, I still, tremendous. I still protest that. Really, uh, me too. Um, funnily enough, he has a lot of protesters these days. <laughs> uh, Chipotle, mm-hmm. walking bridges, drinking holidays for white people. Okay, 
and people who can't give directions. Uh, walking bridges was because it collapsed on the students, correct? Yeah, well, I, I really feel like I just have a vendetta against walking bridges in general. Okay. Uh, I will, I will mostly, I, out of all of those, cause Chipotle fucking sucks. I actually think that I have never eaten Chipotle once. It's good. It's just, it's a more expensive Taco Bell. Ooh, that's, we don't want that. But I honestly would say out of all four of those. Walking bridges killed people. Okay. But. I almost got fucking hit. Oh, that's right. You have a personal vendetta. On fucking drinking holidays for white people. But you didn't get hit, but the people did get killed by walking bridges. Let's just eliminate Chipotle just because, like, I feel like there's worse. Yeah, Chipotle is going on that one for sure. Uh, The other one was people who can't give directions. That one. I mean, there's worse problems, you've got, right? You've got a GPS on your phone. If you if you need to go into a gas station and go up to the lady that sells hot dogs and be like, "Excuse me, can you get me to point B?" Yeah, that's a real white person complaint. That yeah, you, that the person can't give you directions. Uh, sorry, Alex. <laughs> Was Alex's name? I'm sorry. <laughs> we're just going with Alex. I think it's Alex. We're gonna call him. He's never gonna listen to we're this. We're gonna call him Alex Lee. <laughs> Getty Lee? No. Um, Getty Lifeson. All right. Uh, do we want to eliminate one of the two walking bridges or or, or was two of the four enough? I think two of the four was okay. enough. Uh, we have Pez and uh, McDonald's because of creepy Ronald McDonald. Uh, I, I love Pez. I hate Pez. So I'm going with creepy McDonald's. <clears throat> I definitely dislike McDonald's as well, so we'll just get rid well So you want to get rid of Pez is what you're saying, right? Yes, off the list. Okay, I, that's what I thought. I like Pez. We've eliminated four. Let's move on for one more, shall we? Sure. One thirty six. This was the uh the uh, Invincible episode. Okay. Um shitty superhero comics. And time. I'm nominating time again. <laughs> what was funny was while we were thinking about that for a second, we could hear the seconds passing by thanks to your clock. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the seconds were literally going by as we were debating time <laughs> and how shitty it is. Hold on one second. That was literally like five seconds because I could hear how many seconds it was. I think the battery on my clock is going dead. All right, that's interesting. Anyway, uh, so let's get rid of the shitty superhero comic, shall we? Yes. Okay, so... Time does stand still, though. Well, time is what you make it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're not going to eliminate any more today. This pen is out of fucking juice. Um, Let's see how many we have left to eliminate and how many we have already uh, ready to go. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So, we have eleven more that are up for debate. Okay. And the ones that we have... 
already ready to go are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So we have to eliminate a few more, but not many more. Not many more. Um, Want to do some ham and eggers this episode? Or you want to forego them? Oh, no. <clears throat> Octobons. You think Octobons are a ham and egger? Yes. Why? Because they're unnecessarily expensive. Where did I put my ham and eggers from last episode? Gotta find them so I can make the new list. Beedy-boop-boop. Beedy-boop-bee. Anybody that is, that is in a band right now with Chris or potentially in one in the future, take note of this because his fucking writing skills suck ass. That is incorrect. Oh, no, really? Recite what you just said. I have no idea what I just said. There was no rhyme I was just, scheme whatsoever. No, I was just saying things to further the time instead of when I'm looking for a pen where when you should be like vamping and just saying whatever randomly comes to your head. Like I just did. Mm-hmm. You just opted for a complete silence that I have to edit out later, which is what I don't want. Yeah, I I would much rather the silence get edited out, and it's a smaller episode, so people don't have to fucking listen to me or us. Most people don't listen to us anyway, so we could. Well, fuck dude, them. We could do a forty-five minute episode of just silence, and no one would know. I don't think that's true. I think it is true. Uh, ham and eggers for this week are octobons and people who don't listen to the show. Okay. Um, and that's going to do it for this week. You have anything you want to tell the people? Uh, nope. <laughs> Good improv. Do you mean? <laughs> Um, I did have a couple things I want to mention. My mind went absolutely Yeah, I know I did. Uh, I have a couple things I want to mention here at the end. Things people can look forward to on the next few episodes. Another Primus one, not necessarily next week, but soon. Mm -hmm. Um, Week after that, we're going to have off, but I do have a bonus episode where I uh, interviewed uh, Brandon... Uh, or I'm sorry, Brian, about uh, an experience he had going to a black metal concert in which every fucking thing that could possibly go wrong goes wrong. That's finally going to come out. That will come out on a week th- a week that we're going to be off because I'm taking a vacation day from work and from this podcast. <laughs> week cool. after that, uh, possibly uh, your Mastodon segment. Okay, so that gives me like a month to... Uh, it gives you a few weeks. May, well, we might do that next week. So, oh god, I hope not. Well, just listen to some Mastodon and fucking go through the records. You know the records, dude. It's not going to be hard. That's what she said. Okay. Uh, and then also, I found a VHS uh, that is very interesting. It is of myself. Um, and we are going to have an episode where we analyze this said VHS. I have a, I have a brand new right. You VHS have a brand new player. you have a brand new VHS setup that is going to work perfectly for this. So basically, what you're saying is I need to double test it to make sure that the VCR still works. Yeah, make sure it works. Yeah. Uh, so we can do that episode. Sweet. And what basically what we're going to do, my well, this is the idea right now, is we're going to watch the tape. And uh, we're going to stop the tape. We're going to talk about it in segments oh boy. while the tape is going. And the listeners will be able to 
we're gonna we're gonna YouTube it, and we're also gonna have just the audio. So they're gonna be able to hear the audio on the podcast, but they can also watch a YouTube video of us uh, watching the video and also us talking about it. So that's the plan, anyway. We should do it mystery science theater style, where it's just behind us. And they won't be able to see what's going on the screen because it's only a whopping 19-inch screen. Right. That would be glorious. Well, see, I don't I don't know. How, like, we're not going to be able to... The volume levels are going to be weird. So that's why I kind of wanted to do it in segments. Like, the video audio plays on here, and then we talk about it, and then the video audio... You know what I mean? Like that. Because if we do it MS23K style, the audio levels will be weird, We'll be talking over me talking. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if it'll come out right. Nah. Okay, well, There's thanks for the people. input. There's only five people that listen. So. Fuck you, everyone who doesn't listen. Fuck you. This is where our true feelings come out. We fucking hate everyone who doesn't listen. So, oh, so wait, you- no, we don't have time. Oh, we don't, we don't have time to support your friends, Art. We can only support Joe Rogan. We can only support people who make plenty of fucking money doing shit. What they could spurt, spurt out whatever the fuck they want anytime they want to make money. We don't necessarily make any money on this show besides people that go to baconaise.com slash Amazon. And even then me. it goes to Tim. Which is mostly me. And me. <laughs> we support our own. Yeah. <laughs> I actually pay Tim about got an, I pay him through a Patreon account to support this show. Nobody else does. I do. Ergo, fuck everyone who doesn't listen to the show. The bitterness. So basically, is, so basically, you're you're cursing. You're ham and eggers. Your family and my family. Whatever, dude. Whatever, dude. This is bitter, Chris talking. Yeah. No, I I actually don't care if you support the show. Awesome. If you don't, whatever. I do this because I have fun talking to my friend. If people want to listen to me have fun talking to my friend, awesome. I if do they this. don't care about me having fun talking to my friend, awesome. I do this show because if I didn't do this show, I would have zero social interaction. So, Yeah. Uh, well, you know, some would say that's not all not your own, own doing, though. You know what I mean? Like They can say what they want. No, I know. Wrong. But you, you chose to take that job, so it's partly on you. You got to take some credit for that. Yeah, I have a same thing for me. I have a very few social occasions I can go to because and have had several occasions ruined because uh, I can't go. You know what I mean? Like I plan to go. Can't go. Plenty of concerts I've missed. I chose to do the job. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's n- I, I, this had nothing to do with work. I just I, I have no friends. Well, no, you do have friends. You just... I don't. I have a lot of people that I know. You... Okay. Well, that... I feel like this is a weird way that you view things that is incorrect. I only have two friends in this world. I don't think that's true at all. You're one of them. Second one is Charlotte from Charlotte's Web. (laughs) What? She spun a web up in the corner. I talked to her. She writes stuff in her web. We're going to close this episode now. Because this is... I think I still have PCP in my system. Yeah, I think so, too. (sighs) See you next time, everybody. Bye. Hello. Jerk off to Ellen.